Hey, I'm Sam. And Jess and I have been friends for over five years and we we just always have these beautiful long conversations about life, business, motherhood, where afterwards we're like, oh gosh, I wish I'd recorded that. It would make the best podcast episode. And so we're finally doing it. We're finally creating a little mini podcast on, that, on our story. Yeah, it feels so exciting because something that you and I have really bonded over throughout these five years is the shifts that we've seen in the industry or some of the shifts that we haven't seen in the industry and how the two of us have done business in a way that is so different to a lot of the mainstream advice out there. And while our clients get to really come behind the scenes and benefit from that experience, we know that there's really only kind of a couple of dominant narratives and we really wanted to bring something else to the fore to provide this opportunity for people to think about how they approach their business from a really different lens point and a lens point that feels super nourishing, super sustainable and something that actually allows them to thrive within their business. And that's that's a discourse that we hear a lot about, but like bringing it into the tangible and what does that actually mean, especially, um, you know, something that we've talked about is like a lot of times the people that we see talking about these feminine business practices and like, you know, balancing business and motherhood and all that are people that were really well established in their businesses prior to motherhood. And you and I have a completely different journey in that we both started our businesses in really early days of motherhood. And so it's it's been such an interesting place to navigate and to really experience the highs, the lows, all of it that comes with that. And so I guess to kick things off, Sam, like, why don't you start by kind of sharing a bit about your journey in business and how how you got to where you are now? Okay, I'm I'm going to start with that, but I am dying to share the story of how we met as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dive in um, there instead. Then. <laughs> yeah, business business friends is like um, I don't know. I just love hearing about how people make friendships, um, especially in this day and age where we're so connected, like in the online world. But yeah, no, I will start with me because I feel like. Um, I think I'd probably been in business about a year before we connected. So my background is actually in social work and then psychotherapy. And I had been working at Headspace um, counselling young people and teenagers uh, when I got pregnant with my daughter. And as much as I loved that work, I also just knew that it wasn't really going to be sustainable work for me as a social worker as a psychotherapist with a a mum as a mum of a young child and so I when Emily was about one I put her in daycare and I decided to start a psychotherapy private practice and I guess what's different about me like I think a lot of the people you see in the online business world they start off with like business background and business qualifications and then they kind of go into coaching for me it was the opposite I had like all these skills in um, you know supporting humans um, I, I was an amazing psychotherapist so I feel like it's okay to say that about myself because it's true but I really knew nothing about business at all like not one thing and I think I just thought that you know magically clients would appear and you know that I'd have this amazing business and then I was like ah. Oh, I actually need to start learning about business here. <laughs> I can't just be a great therapist and and fill my books. It doesn't quite work like that. So um, that's kind 
kind of how I met Jess actually in that I think about a year into my private practice journey, I decided that I also wanted to do coaching and have an online business. And I kept hearing these themes of like business owners really struggling with their inner world, like a lot of burnout, a lot of mums in business, like struggling with identity. And I was like, oh, okay, I love my psychotherapy work, but I'd also love to do something online. And uh, I think Jess and I just connected via DMs. <laughs> like we just started chatting and we just clicked. <laughs> uh, and so Jess was one of the first coaches I worked with. Like we actually kind of coached each other. Um, and I think your my journey with you was really around learning to like think up business from like a strategic, logical place because I'm a very emotional very heart-centered person which is a beautiful gift but like any of our strengths it can become a weakness if we don't also kind of balance it out and yeah I think uh, that so I went from having my psychotherapy business it became quite successful within a couple of years like I hit the six-figure mark but I was just finding like the especially you know having a private practice during COVID I was finding the work very fulfilling, but also very emotionally challenging. And to get to that six figure mark, I was seeing like 16 clients a week, you know, like I was, I was very um, busy and it was still, I still had that beautiful blend of like mum time with my daughter and all of that. But I just got to a point where I was like, I actually don't want to do the psychotherapy anymore. And then I got pregnant with my second daughter, Frankie. And so I actually stopped my private practice um, just before she was born. And I have been focusing on just building up my online business, um, my permission granted experience and my um, courses and one-on-one coaching. And it's been a massive, I know other therapists will relate to this, like letting go of the psychotherapy kind of hat Um, I still use those skills in my business and in my coaching practice, but not actually doing um, any psychotherapy work has been really, really good for me as a mum, but also really like, yeah, a big identity shift that was hard to let go of, I'd say. I love, I always love hearing, even though I know you quite well in your journey and story, like I always like, oh, like we've been through so much together and (laughs) how that journey has really unfolded um and can so relate like the the changes in identity that happen just purely in motherhood let alone without layering in the lens of like entrepreneurship and business and everything else that that unearths and yeah I think that's that's a huge reason why our friendship has become so so strong is that we both just have such a shared vision for this way of being and operating that allows space for all of that to unravel and to happen and in the context of our business and not just like okay you need to go over here and do this healing work and this mindset work and this identity work and then come back and like do your strategy it's like actually it can all be so beautifully interwoven and business can evolve in so many different ways based on the seasons of your life and like where you're at. Like it's, if, if you wanted to tomorrow, you could easily kind of turn the dial back up and go, right, I'm going back into psychotherapy and I'm going to generate this clients and cash flow and all of that. But you're able to intentionally choose that right now 
your family and a particular way of operating is so, so, you know, key for you. Yeah. And I think I am very privileged that I, I always, I have a sense of safety in my business and I know that I can always go back to my psychotherapy practice, but yeah, I love that Mm. concept of dialing it up and dialing it down. And Frankie's just turned 18 months. And I think like, yeah, since she was born, I've been in a dial it down kind of phase. Um, Mm. Although interestingly enough, I had an incredible launch when Frankie was a newborn. I was just in this, I always feel like the newborn stage is in some ways, in many ways, the easiest stage. Um, and so I had this incredible launch where I almost sold out permission granted and um, yeah, was able to have this like beautiful um, experience that really nourished me as a, as a mum. Like the work that I do is so fulfilling, uh, not just in terms of income, but actually in that it gave me like meaning in my, in my year. Like I had this beautiful baby and I could pour all my energy into loving her, but I also had the work that gives me like a real sense of purpose and drive. Um, but it's such a spacious program because it's like fortnightly calls and so different to seeing 16 clients a week, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, yeah, a really interesting journey. And I often say like Jess and I are like yin and yang and that like we've almost like, uh, I feel like you've influenced me and rubbed off on me and I've influenced you and rubbed off on you. <laughs> yes, They're like the pigeon bear. Um, and, yeah. and I guess like it's really that that decision to slow down to though right is something that can sometimes bring up a lot of fear and a lot of scarcity because if you've got your business to a certain point you Mm. kind of can get a little bit of that graspy energy of like oh my gosh what if I stop like am I gonna have to start all over again and the self-trust that you've had to be able to just go like this is what I'm choosing and I know that I'm going to be supported through this. And like you say, that having that sense of safety, and that's something I talk about a lot with clients is like working out what that baseline safety is, like taking yourself to that worst case scenario sometimes can be really supportive because when you're like, okay, well, what is the worst case scenario? It often is never that you're homeless, unable to feed your children, like which is what our minds try and tell us, right? Like if we let go, it's going to be doomsday, but actually most of the time we can accept that this is going to be okay. Yeah. I think it has been for me, it's like trusting myself, trusting my business and like kind of honoring this season and knowing that it's not forever. Mm. And I think it's, uh, we'll share more about it in the the coming episodes, but it, it is quite vulnerable when you own that, like, Hey, I had a baby and my business kind of slowed down. Cause I think that um, most of the time I see online like women who have biz- babies and then their businesses go boom and they're like growing and growing and growing and I like obviously want to like honor and celebrate those women but I also want to be like vulnerable and share that hey for me actually it was a season where I wanted to slow down a little bit yeah yeah and it creates space for so much I guess like fertile ground right because from that space you're able to like really just be and nourish and then come up with like brand new things. Like, you know, we probably would never have been in a season of able to get this podcast happening if we, you didn't have that season of slowing down. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's interesting. Like my mentor said to me, or 18 months is when you often start to feel a little bit more energy and like you want a little bit more for yourself as a mum. And it's so funny because I'm just starting to feel that, that shift and like, Oh, I, I feel ready to kind of start. Yeah 
planting some more seeds and having some more things happening in my business now. But I'm so grateful that I could um, slow down and and feel safe in doing that. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Jess? What's your story? Oh, gosh. So long. Yeah. <laughs> so my story in business started quite some time ago. My background is I studied economics and communications and international relations at uni, um, ended up working in journalism and media for a while, then in project management, strategic planning and business advisory for a multinational corporate company. And so spent so much time supporting multi-seven figure, like large scale businesses to grow, to scale, to optimize, um, and, and was you know actually quite fortunate to do that through a, a downturn, an economic downturn, as well as an up cycle. So having seen like a full economic cycle and how, what happens within businesses and based on like what businesses choose to do and not do in those times really impacted their trajectory um, was, was really interesting. But my husband, well, my now husband and I, when we were getting engaged, kind of randomly at the bank sorting out joint finances saw like this poster about small business lending and there was a couple on the poster that had a frozen yogurt kind of business and that was something that we had always gone on dates to like whenever we went back to Melbourne um, which is where he is from we'd go get froyo go to the movies or whatever and we just kind of had a moment where we're like should we like, let's, let's do it. Like how we live in Caratha, which is like 40 degrees year round. So we were like, this is perfect. We need, we definitely need this here. And without like prior to walking into that bank, we had zero intention of starting a business. Like I was really happy in my job. Um, Pablo, my husband was like so happy in his job. And yeah, it, it was just one of those like spontaneous things that, all of a sudden now instead of planning a wedding, we were preparing to open a business and we opened that business. We ran it for five years. Um, Over the course of that business, we like hit kind of those quote unquote success milestones, which uh, again, we'll share later as to like why I don't necessarily agree with them as success milestones. But um, you know, the, like we, we had seven figure turnover. We won like multiple awards and, you know, the business was going really, really well, except it was taking a toll. So we had our daughter in the second year of running that business. And at the same time, because that business was going so well, we were approached by um, another franchise to open up in Karatha. And at the time I was kind of like, I know how much work went into this one. We probably it's going to be too much. Like we can't do it. We're about to have a baby. And then we were chatting about it with some friends and they're like, oh, let's just do it together. Like, we'll we'll do it. Like let's, you know. And so again, um, business on a whim. <laughs> After like one night at a dinner party, three of us couples ended up going in on the second business. And so, yeah, Charlotte, my daughter, who's now seven, was um, less than a year old by the time we had two businesses running. And it was a lot. Like I think before becoming a mom, I had this vision because it's what I was surrounded by of corporate women that have their babies. Six weeks later, they're back in the workforce. Their babies are in daycare and life goes on, right? And 
having her just completely changed everything in my world. Like the second she was put on my chest, I just knew I I wasn't going to be able to go back to work anytime soon. And I wasn't going to be able to put her in daycare and yeah, it, it just really, really shifted. And I mean, there's been so many things and every mother can probably relate to all the things we say before we have kids that we think we're going to do or not do and how much that changes when we're actually a mother. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that that was going well, but it was very depleting. Like when I look back now, I feel a lot of um, grief around that time. I feel like I was so blessed that we didn't have to put Charlotte in daycare, that she was always able to be with me. Um, but often that was at the expense of it being present, quality, connected time. Like, thank goodness for baby carriers because I literally wore her 24-7 covering shifts, you know, going in and checking on stock and like just all of the things that come with running hospitality businesses. And yeah, it, it was it was quite stressful. And so at Charlotte was about a year old and all of the kind of mothers that I'd become friends with over the years were all kind of getting to that point as well where their kids were starting to turn one and they were having to decide like what they're doing and going back from work or going back to work, sorry, after their maternity leave. And so a lot of them were just coming to me for business advice and kind of going, well, like how exactly like you, like how do we turn our skill sets as therapists, as OTs, as whatever their profession was into something that gives us the flexibility to be the type of parent that we want to be. And so instead of like having coffee catch-ups and chatting about our kids' milestones, we were all of a sudden just like planning out businesses and I was doing it for free because I hadn't even thought about it being a service or a venture, which is so funny now to think about. Like I just, yeah, dove in and and I realized um, in doing that, it was like the one thing in my weeks that was giving me energy and giving me life and really allowing me to feel like you say, like that sense of meaning and purpose. And after a couple of months of doing that, I finally clued on to like, Oh, I also don't have to go back to work. Like I could make a thing of this and this could be something I could formalize. And so it started just supporting my local community and women here. And it was all in person. Like I remember that the like first few contracts of like coaching, right. Of like, I think it was like $500 for five pack of sessions or something like that. And just feeling like you've absolutely made it when someone signs on for those first sessions. Um, But I live in a small town and we've got a population of about 25,000 people. And of those, there's not a whole lot of business women. So I very quickly tapped out that local market and then kind of expanded into the online space. And same thing, like what felt really organic and effortless when I was doing it in my local market, all of a sudden when I got in the online space, despite having significant business experience, I all of a sudden felt like this huge fish out of water. And so like dove head first into like all of the like big name programs that you'd think of, like the Amy Porterfields and Marie Folios and all of that trying to be like, okay, well, like how do I do this online thing? Um, And that kind of led to like a phase of, you know, really trying, thinking that there was like one specific way to do it and trying to emulate that. And what I've like learned over the years is those 
styles of business just really don't suit my personality, my energy levels, um, the various things that I like juggle in my life, um, all of that. And so have really had to go on this journey of deconditioning those things and really coming back to like my own essence of who I am and how I can best show up in this world and how I can best serve and support and market and all of the things in my business. And so from there, really just building a business that is so bespoke that it just, it just suits me. Like it's my business. And that's why like with my clients, I, I can never kind of prescribe, okay, this is just do it like this. Cause that's what worked for me. It's like, you need to do it in a way that's going to work for you. And that's not the same way that works for Sam or the same way that works for me or the same way that works for Amy or Marie or Sarah or anyone else out there. Um, and I think that that's a conversation that gets missed a lot. Oh, I agree. Like I know a lot of people don't like launching and it kind of can create a lot of stress and burnout. But for me, I actually, I'm someone who need, I'm a bit too relaxed sometimes in life and I kind of need a deadline mm. and launching actually is quite like for me to be really, really focused um, a couple of months a year and then pretty relaxed the rest of the year <laughs> really suits me. But I know if I tried to encourage one of my clients to do that, that might be like their worst nightmare of a way to do business. So uh, it's so interesting, Jess, because I've heard your story a few times about I didn't realize how spontaneously you had started all of your businesses <laughs> yes. because you're such a strategic person and you're just like, oh yeah, we were just in the bank and we just randomly decided we're going to get, we're going to start this frozen yogurt business. And then like <laughs> over dinner with friends, you start your second business. Yeah. 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 I recommend it. <laughs> it's like, what's that thing? Like, do what I don't do what I do. Cause you, you obviously you're so strategic with your clients as well. And, mm. and now with your current business, but I do think when we met, so we like both coached each other. Right. And yeah. you I think you were like, um, at the point of like, you had your online coaching business and you had the other two businesses. And we were like, cause a lot of the work that I do with my clients is like about taking things off your plate and really owning that you're enough. You don't need to you know, be doing as many things. Often us women, I think we kind of tell ourselves that we've got to do all these things to feel, feel enough. Yeah. So I remember us doing a lot of that work together and gosh, like your business is so spacious now compared to then, isn't it? I know. I mean, I remember, I think it was like one of the very first things that you got me to do was to like write out this spreadsheet or like, I don't think it was a spreadsheet, but my type of a personality <laughs> turned it into a spreadsheet. <laughs> It was like, all of the things that I'm doing and how my time looks and stuff like that and when I like look at that schedule even yeah. now just thinking about that brings up like this sense of anxiety but at the time it was so natural that there was something squeezed into every single moment and I think for me like you say with that enoughness is a huge part of it that like was really at the core of like feeling like I needed to prove something and that I needed to like be successful. I know like my family story because I was the first in my family to go to university and then um, it just was like, well, and there was this whole like self-fulfilling thing of like I got really good grades at school and, and you know, there was like that then 
meant that everyone was like proud of me and rewarded me for like being good and being smart and being successful. And so then I just had that drive to like keep doing that. But really it was like, but, but what if I'm just enough without all of that? And, and you definitely helped so much in coming back to that. And, you know, to the point now that even like, I know it's not business, but when I think about my relationship with my parents, my family and stuff like that, that I am vulnerable in such a different, deeper, like our connection and relationships have changed so much because we're now no longer like using quote unquote, I wish you could, there was a video. If this is a video, there's a lot of air quotes happening right now. <laughs> like we're not using success as a connection point, but actually connecting through like genuine real life day-to-day feels and stuff, which is, yeah, like that, that in itself is huge. Yeah. And I think that's just the example that that's what I love about our friendship and our business partnership now it's like that we've kind of rubbed off on each other and so you've made me like I'm a very heart-centered person but I am like much more strategic now and I my business uh my knowledge of business is so much more confident and then yeah like I I guess I've rubbed off on you as well in many ways and slowing down and like just knowing that you're unconditionally worthy and Mm. um yeah, and the guilt, like that, I remember the mum guilt piece being yeah. so huge and like yeah. that constant like yeah. guilty when you're working in your business that you're not with your family, but then when you're with your family, guilty that you're not working on your business so you're never fully there in either place. Like that, again, has been so huge in, you know, something that you've really like taught me so well. We wanted to interrupt this goodness for a moment to share with you that we are currently enrolling into next year's Slow Mastermind. Think exhaling as you expand, softening into success, and inviting in both peace and profit as you create a life and business filled with richness and riches. Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, Slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up. Slow is a table of women we want to circle up with and share in the journey of consciously creating a deeply impactful business that doesn't cost your life and still generates a healthy profit. Perhaps it's the table you've been searching for too. If so, we'd love you to apply by heading to slowmastermind.com forward slash apply where you'll find all the details and information. To help you kickstart your journey to slow, sustained success, when you apply before the 5th of December 2023, you'll receive two bonus one-on-one coaching calls, one with Sam and one with Jess. Plus, get access to monthly group coaching until the mastermind officially commences in April. And in terms of our friendship, so because Jess lives in Carrara and I live in Perth. <laughs> In case anyone doesn't know that. So we're actually like really far away. And I feel like we've only uh, we've met in person only a handful of times right yeah yeah like I'd say maybe like four maybe five yeah we ran an event together in Perth uh and yeah we well we went and took the girl so both our daughters are the same age we went and watched Frozen together last year but like most of our friendship is like started off on Instagram DMs and moved over to like Voxer (laughs) yeah 
I know. And it's funny because I, like, I still remember that time when we were in Perth and we were catching up and we thought, told our husbands that we'd be maybe like an hour or so for a play date at the park with the girls. And then we were so just like in our like zone with our conversation that hours had passed, but neither of us were checking our phones and our husbands were like really yeah. worried about we were. Oh, I remember that. We were at Kings Park, which is like half an hour from where I live. And I was like, called, I got in the car and I was like, oh, sorry, honey. Like, Emily hasn't had dinner. And like, yeah. I think yeah. it was like me too, like the second time or even the first time maybe that we'd met as well. So, like, they were probably like, is this a real person or someone that you've just met online? <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. I'm normally like such a like dinner's got to be done at five, you know, like can't be late, can't be out of routine with my girls. Um, but we we <laughs> struck a time, didn't we? Yeah. Drive through or something. It was <laughs> yeah. And I, I think like something to add to um, the story as well and, and like to kind of put a bow on that piece around like feeling enough and how our businesses and things change over time is like, when with with those two brick and mortar businesses so like one of them the sumo salad we did close down about 12 months after opening because and that was one we were in partnerships with because there was just such a misalignment in values between us partners that owned it um there was just like a lot of challenges that went with navigating that and in the end it just became too tricky to move forward and so we got to a point where we're like this is just starting to become really toxic and we need to like pull the pin on it. It's not good for anyone's health or relationships right now. Um, and I remember at the time, because it was in the very early stages of starting my online coaching businesses, I was like, we like everyone else was like, let this business go, let it go. Like we'll absorb the financial cost. It's worth our sanity. Whereas I was really clutching. I was like, we can't let this go because can't have a foul business no one's ever going to trust me as a business coach if I've like don't have you know this whole big backstory of successful businesses and so even that was like a huge point of learning to surrender and learning that it's okay when things don't work out and I think that that has also yeah as I'm saying this I'm just realizing like has also allowed a very different approach to like things like launching as well, because I really realized that there are ups and downs and there's also so much opportunity and growth that comes out of these um, so-called failures. And so that, yeah, like that, that was a big thing. And I also think that like our other Froyo business, when we came due to renew the lease at the end of 2019 on that business, mm. um, we were able to say like, we're not going to go again. Like we don't want to keep doing this, even though this business is on paper successful and winning awards and having a great turnover and all of that. We, it was no longer aligned with our values. And I think that was the biggest thing that we learned through both of those brick and mortar businesses and and when we went into them so spontaneously is I don't think actually I know that neither myself or my husband had ever really sat down and intentionally worked out what our own personal values were what our family values were or anything like that and I think it was through having those two businesses that took away what we realized were our values um that we realized very quickly like okay now we know what values are now we know the importance of them and now we want to 
make different decisions to realign our lives to be able to live in those values. And so we took a significant risk because although that business was doing well, it still had a multi six figure loan attached to it because unlike online businesses, when you start a brick and mortar business, there's a lot of upfront costs. And so we decided not to renew that lease, knowing that we would then have the obligation of continuing to pay for that loan. And fortunately, by that point, my online coaching and business had built up to a point where we could comfortably go like, okay, that's a decision that we can make. And yeah, we're able to take that that call. And it, it was definitely very controversial in our family and networks and things like that. There were a lot of people that were like, but why? Like, we don't understand why you're making this decision. Um, but it was something that felt so right to us. And then my goodness, like we could not have had a crystal ball, but like with everything that happened in 2020, it would have ruined that business anyway, just by the nature of it being, you know, a self-serve Froyo store and COVID times and all of that. So um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that again, like really aligning to your values if you have never done that work is something that can really influence the decisions that you make in business and make decisions easy when you know what your values are. Yeah. And what, like one thing that we've been talking about is we really want to help women build businesses that don't cost them their lives. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not about, you know, all this, like there's all this kind of fluffy marketing online about like, Oh, it can all be easy and you don't have to do anything. And it's not about that. Like, no, you, you know, there is, there you is still got to do some things. <laughs> yeah. There's still some work required to make a business work, but what if we center our lives first and kind of build our business around what we need and, and um, yeah. And I think that is really important. Like a personal example for me is, you know, like my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, Emily is like a very sensitive child who needs like a lot of um, emotional holding And for me, also growing up as a highly sensitive child who didn't necessarily have a lot of that holding, it's like one of the most important things for me right now is that I have the emotional capacity. And when I was seeing though, you know, when I was at six figures and I was seeing those like 16 clients a week, I would sometimes pick her up from school and just have like no emotional energy for her because it had all gone on my clients. And this year, like now that I'm not doing the psychotherapy practice, I've just noticed such a shift in my emotional energy for her when I pick her up from school. If she's had a bad day, I can just really hold her. And to me, that is like just as important as the the financial success, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming back to what matters most. Yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. And building your business around that. So yeah, yeah. I love that. And I, I think that's probably a really good point and contemplation to leave this conversation on to really take that opportunity to reflect on what over the past year or years has actually felt really successful for you, not necessarily what you've been taught to believe is successful, but what feels like soul nourishingly good and in alignment with your values in alignment with your priorities and what matters most to you and use that as a little golden thread of you know something to follow when it comes to your business and how you orient your work and your life and everything in between yeah yeah and I think like 
I love that question, Jess, to wrap up because I think there is something about those moments. They seem they can seem really little, but you'll know in your heart what they are because they're precious and they feel like gold, right? Mm. And yeah, they're definitely like things that we can tap into to help us guide guide us when it comes to designing our business, you know, and being strategic, but also being heart centered. Yeah. So after hearing our journey, if you want to continue to connect with both Sam and I, you can do so via our Instagram accounts. I'm at jessmiller.co. And I'm at Samantha Jew. And we also have a Instagram account where we'll be sharing things together, all things slow business. And you can follow that at the slow mastermind, all one word. And if you haven't already jumped on our wait list, then I highly recommend you do that too. We'll pop all the links in the show notes because this is just the start of some really incredible soul and business nourishing things that we have got coming up. Yeah. And Jess and I both love DMs. So if you want to, like, I I think some people say this and you don't know if they really mean it, but we would love to hear from you. So please drop us a voice note in the DMs um, if you want to let us know how you found listening to us. Yeah, you could be our new bestie. You never know. You You never know. Become friends with on Instagram. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) 